Our first reading today is taken from Psalm 36, verses 5 to 10, and can be found on page 563 of the Pew Bibles. An oracle is within my heart concerning the sinfulness of the wicked. There is no fear of God before his eyes, for in his own eyes he flatters himself too much to detect or hate his sin. The words of his mouth are wicked and deceitful. He has ceased to be wise and to do good. Even on his own bed he plots evil. He commits himself to a sinful course and does not reject what is wrong. Your love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens, your faithfulness to the skies. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains, your justice like the great deep. O Lord, you preserve both man and beast. How priceless is your unfailing love, both high and low among men. Find refuge in the shadows of your wings. They feast in the abundance of your house. Give them drinking from your river of delights. For, you, for with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. Continue your love to those who know you, your righteousness to the upright in heart. And the second reading is from John chapter 2, verses 1 to 11, and can be found on page 1064 in the Pew Bibles. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Dear woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied. My time has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so, and the master of the banquet tasted the water that he had turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first, and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. This, the the first of his miraculous signs, Jesus performed in Cana of Galilee. He thus revealed his glory, and his disciples put their faith in him. This is the word of the Lord. Just bow our heads and pray. For us there is one Lord, Jesus Christ. Through him all things were created, and through him we live. Lord Jesus, speak, we pray. Amen. Folks, I'm going to be preaching from the... uh, passage in, in, in the gospel reading, this is the first sign, first of the signs that Jesus performed. The signs are about Jesus pointing, the signs point to Jesus' lordship. In, the, in, in, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, miracles, 
the word signs, signs is only used in John. In, in the other Gospels, it's, it's the word miracle is used. And, and, and the underlying uh, Greek word there is dunamis. And it's about how the, the miracles show the power of God breaking into to our world with the kingdom of God coming with Jesus. Jesus is the Messiah. He brings the kingdom. And because he brings the kingdom, miracles, miracles go with the king because he is... He, he, he is he, he's the Messiah. In John's gospel, the word miracle occurs only once. And there's, it's, just a, it, it's all about the signs. And this is the first sign that Jesus performs. It's a sign of his lordship. It's pointing to him as lord. So let's go look at it. It's a wedding. It's a wedding... And, 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 and I suspect that weddings in, 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 in those days were something similar to a, a wedding in, um, in Zimbabwe, which was very much a community event. In Zimbabwe, you didn't not invite people who should know about the wedding because that was bad form. So hundreds of people would pitch up at the wedding. And, and it was actually delightful because in the early, in the 80s, when uh, it, the country hadn't got so westernized, uh, the brides would dance into church. And I used to love that. Sheesh, this is so cool. But anyway, then they got westernized and they came in with dad, which is okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's this amazing wedding going on. The wedding in those days would have lasted seven days. Wouldn't it just been over on, on a... On a on, on, in one day, it, it went on and on and on and on. And they're at that delightful stage in the wedding feast <laughs> where everyone's had a bit too much to drink. Because it says, he did not, um, everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink, but you've saved the best till now. <laughs> You can just picture it, can't you? There's those blokes on the table. They are starting to talk rubbish. <laughs> and their wives have got, that, got to that stage in the, in the wedding where they, if, if it hadn't been for the wine, they would be quite embarrassed about what their husbands are saying. <laughs> There's those blokes on the dance floor, those younger fellows on the dance floor. They are really ripping it now because they've got the, the, the wine is flowing. And then suddenly, the words goes round. The wine's running out. Hold on to your drink. Slow down, slow down, hubby. There's no more wine. Now, in the society in, of, of that day, to, to be the host and to not have enough wine would have been a terrible, terrible shame. Terrible shame. They would, those little communities, the community would have remembered that. They would have remembered that, 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 that whoever the couple were, I'm trying to think of names of two people from Palestine. <laughs> Mine's gone blank. Hallelujah. And the community would have remembered. Hey, it was their wedding. They ran out of wine. It would have carried on for years. The shame of it. 
It was a serious thing that it, that, to, to happen. It wasn't just that the guests are going to sober up. It's that everyone was going to remember. Ah, oh, look at them. They've got a child now. Remember their wedding. Serious. So along goes the mother of Jesus. Because Jesus is there with the disciples. And she says to, to Jesus, they have no more wine. And notice what Jesus says. Dear woman, what's that to do with, with me? My, my time hasn't come. And then his mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now it might be that at that stage Mary had turned deaf. So she, she couldn't hear what her son was saying. But somehow... Jesus seems to be quite harsh with his mother, doesn't he? Mother, woman, why do you involve me? My time's not yet come. It seems as if, no, I'm not doing it, Ma. It's something like that. Doesn't it sound like that to you? But Mary then goes off straight away and tells the servants, do whatever he tells you. Hey, how did she know? Was it just that she was a mother who knew her child and just knew that he was going to do it? Hey? Or was it somehow, was it something in his face? Was it a sort of a turn of his phrase, his, his, the look in his eyes? Hey? Don't know. It was only Mary who would have seen that, not the gospel writer. But something told Mary to go and tell the servants to do whatever he tells you. Nearby should stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each of them holding 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. They filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now take some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so, and the master of the banquet Tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Of course the, ser- of course the servants knew, hey? Eh? They'd been filling up. These, these stone jars are heavy. Now they're filled right to the brim with water. 30 gallons of water. That's a lot of water. And they would have filled one and moved it to the side and then got the other one in and filled it. Now they knew where the water had come from. (laughs) This is heavy stuff. Yeah. And the water has become the most delicious wine. Friends, you and I know that it is absolutely impossible to turn water into wine. It cannot be done. The chemical composition of water is H2O. The chemical composition of alcohol, I think, is C2 H5OH or something. Well done. It's got carbon in it. Carbon's not in water. But Jesus Christ is the Lord. He is the Son of God. 
He is the God through whom all things were created. He, was the God, he is the God who flung the stars into space. Who made all the wonders that we've seen in creation. And he does it. He performs a mighty miracle. But it's a sign of his lordship. Now, I want you to notice this. Jesus is not afraid or ashamed of being all that he is. He does not write himself smaller than he is. He doesn't pretend. He doesn't make himself less. He does not. And because he doesn't, he he blesses the people. Powerfully. Friends. One of the problems that we have is we write ourselves small. We make ourselves less. Our self-talk is so often a self-talk which, it's like, as it were, sort of minimizes us. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, I couldn't do that. I'll never be like that. And our self-talk so often is, is making us Take up positions which are less than we are capable of. And if it wasn't, if, if, if the self-talk wasn't bad enough, people around us say things to us and go, ah! And that knocks us, that shakes us. And so we, we, we behave in ways which are, are less than than we should, than the potential which is in us. And so much of it comes down to belief, 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 belief. Our self-belief. He believed that he was the Son of God and he lived it. And you say to me, Tim, well, what could I do? How could I, how could I try and change this? How could I... I move to another place because I, I want to believe more in myself. And the thing I'd encourage you to do is to take some time to recognize the fact that absolutely as you are, not as you would like to be, not as your mother would like you to be, but as you are, just as you are, You are totally adored by God. God cannot love you more than he does today. His love for you is infinite and it's personal. It's towards you. You are the object of his love. You're the person that Jesus died for. The blood of Jesus was shed for you. 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 The blood of Jesus was shed for you. The death on the cross was for you. 
Yeah. In our lives, Carol and I, I have gone through all sorts of different things, which have, some of them have been really horrible. But as I go through my years, I know this. I'm more and more and more convinced of the love of God for me and for us. More convinced of it. The experiences of life and all the terrible shocks and things which have come our way, the losses and all sorts. I'm more sure of the love of God with the passing of the years. You are the apple of God's eye. You are written on his hand. When it says in the Bible he wants to share his throne with you, he means it. He wants to share his throne with you. You. Yes, you. I'm a dad. I've got two daughters. My daughters are grown up and married. If my daughters ask me to sort something out and I can do it, I will do it. Eh? I just will. If I think it's right, I think I should do it, I'll do it. I'm a dad. God is your heavenly father. He's your heavenly dad. And the extent of his love for you is there in the cross of Jesus Christ. Believe, friends. Believe the gospel and believe in yourself. Because the two tie together well. Just take some moments. Just close our eyes. Just to accept God's love. God created all things. And for him we live. Through Jesus all things were created. And through him you and I live. God the Holy Spirit. By him all things were created. And by him and by his power and by his love we live. So come Lord Jesus. Come and do a work in our hearts, a work of belief that is so powerful. We wouldn't believe it. Let yourself be loved. Surrender yourself to that love.
Amen.